Buenos días, me llamo Alicia Estoliar. Alan LaRue here. Do you know the speed limit? In Beginner Lesson 25, we looked at possessive adjectives and possessive pronouns and compared and contrasted both of these. And Alan, is there something in particular that you'd like to look at? Yeah, let's look at how we can use the verb tener, to have, along with a verb in the infinitive, in order to show something that one has to do. A new topic sounds great. Now, today's conversation is really interesting. Javier has been caught driving a little too fast, and we'll hear his initial interaction with the policeman who's pulled him over. Do you drive here in Lima, Alan? Yes, I do, Lizzie. What do you think about esta selva? <laughs> about this jungle? Hey, it's survival of the fittest. Laws are sometimes guidelines. Mm, a veces es desesperante, frustrante, sobre todo en las horas punta. Oof, yeah, in rush hour, uh, it's the worst. Very, very frustrating. Hey, let's get into today's conversation. Documento, por favor. Aquí tiene. ¿Usted sabe cuál es el límite de velocidad en esta carretera? Disculpe, oficial. Es de 50 kilómetros por hora. Entonces, ¿por qué cree usted que puede conducir a 70 kilómetros por hora? Es que el lindo paisaje de estas partes me distrajo. Bueno, señor, parece que tenemos que ir a la comisaría para resolver el asunto. Once again, slowly. Una vez más, esta vez lentamente. Documento, por favor. Aquí tiene. ¿Usted sabe cuál es el límite de velocidad en esta carretera? Disculpe, oficial. Es de 50 kilómetros por hora. Entonces, ¿por qué cree usted que puede conducir a 70 kilómetros por hora? Es que el lindo paisaje de estas partes... Me distrajo. Bueno, señor, parece que tenemos que ir a la comisaría para resolver el asunto. This time with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Documento, por favor. Document, please. Aquí tiene. Here you go. ¿Usted sabe cuál es el límite de velocidad en esta carretera? Sir, do you know what the speed limit is on this highway? Disculpe, oficial. Es de 50 kilómetros por hora. I'm sorry, officer. It's 50 kilometers per hour. Entonces, ¿por qué cree usted que puede conducir a 70 kilómetros por hora? So then, why, sir, do you think you can drive at 70 kilometers per hour? Es que el lindo paisaje de estas partes me distrajo. The thing is that the beautiful landscape of these parts distracted me. Bueno, señor... Parece que tenemos que ir a la comisaría para resolver el asunto. Well, sir, it looks like we've got to go to the station to resolve this matter. Ouch! Down to the station for driving 20 kilometers over the speed limit? Lizzie, that's a little harsh, don't you think? Sí, por supuesto, yes, of course. Alan, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket in Lima? Never gotten a speeding ticket. I've been pulled over a few times, Lizzie, but I've found that You know, if you speak nicely and if the rest of your papers are in order, your insurance, etc., you know, at least I've been lucky. They, they've let me go. What about you? 
no, no tengo auto. No, no, I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've gone through the conversation, what do you say we run through some of the vocabulary? Sounds like a good idea. So let's begin with... Documento. Document. Documento. Documento. Next. Límite. Limit. Limite. Límite. Now we'll hear... Velocidad. Speed. Velocity. Velocidad. Velocidad. Now. Carretera. Road. Highway. Carretera. Carretera. Let's hear. Conducir. To drive. To conduct. Conducir. Conducir. And finally. Comisaría. Police station. Comisaría. Comisaría. All right, before we move on and look at how some of these words are used, I just want to point out something. Go right ahead, Alan. Well, look at the word velocidad. It looks a lot like the English word velocity. Right, and seeing that it means speed, this shouldn't be too big of a surprise. However, let's note that we can also use the adjective veloz to mean fast. As in? As in, pidió una botella de vino con un gesto veloz. And that means something like, he ordered a bottle of wine with a quick gesture. Muy bien. Now let's delve into the usage for some of the words. Where would you like to begin? With the word documento. Lizzie, how was documento used in our conversation? Documento, por favor. Document, please. So in this sense, the word document is used to denote something official. Say, like a driver's license. Right. Now, in English... The noun document can be used to describe any written item, for example, a book, an article, or a letter, etc. And the same goes for Spanish as well. Right. For example, in an office, a boss may ask her employee, ¿Está listo el documento? Right. And that means, is the document ready? Now, the next word on our list is límite. Límite. Yep. Limit. The two versions of the word are very similar. Very. Most people learning Spanish don't realize that they already have an extensive Spanish vocabulary. They just have to recognize it. What is the term for words that have common etymologies? That would be cognates. We've just dealt with three. Documento, límite, and... Common. <laughs> ah, that's right. So, Lizzie, how is límite used in our conversation? ¿Usted sabe cuál es el límite de velocidad en esta carretera? Ma'am, do you know what the speed limit is on this highway? Man, I guess it doesn't matter what country you're in. A couple always has the same question after they pull you over for speeding. That and, do you know how fast you were going? That's true. Lizzie, could you provide us with another example where limite could be used? Tengo mis limites. Oof, <laughs> I have my limits. Well, I'll be sure not to cross those. I think we are getting the rhythm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. What's our next word? Velocidad. Ah, speed. This is another cognate. How so? Well, the translation of velocidad is speed, but someone who speaks English natively could see that and think that it means velocity. I can see that. Right, and it helps that velocity is a synonym of speed. This vocab will be easy for any English speaker to absorb. However, you do need to be careful of what we call amigos falsos, the false friends. And these are words that would seem to be a cognate, but which really aren't. 
For example? Well, the classic example is embarazada. It looks like embarrassed, but it actually means pregnant. I get your point, so we'll need to be careful. Next up at bat, the verb conducir. Amigo o amigo falso. Amigo. This is a cognate. I mean, it can be translated as to conduct. But in Spanish, we also use it to mean to drive. And Lizzie, there's another word that's very common in Latin America for this too. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Claro, manejar. Right. And manejar is like to handle or to operate. So we can say conduzco el auto or manejo el auto. And both of these mean I drive the car. Alan, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you while driving in Lima? Oof, I've seen a lot of crazy things, but the craziest thing that happened to me, and you know, it's really not that crazy, but uh, I was in an accident about two months ago in an intersection. Somebody blew right through the stop sign and right into my passenger door. But, you know, she had insurance, and the whole thing was very civilized and simple. Oh, you were very fortunate, Alan. Now, on to the grammar. All right, we've got a great topic today, one you just have to learn. Sounds a bit intimidating. You've got to see what I mean before you say that. Alan, what's with all the obligations? That's the topic, Lizzie. We're going to learn how to express obligations. Mm, I'm not totally convinced. Its bark is worse than its bite. So the verb tener means what? It means to have. Right, as in, tengo tiempo. I have time. Easy enough. Now, Lizzie, give me a verb in the infinitive. Any verb. How about estudiar? Now, all we have to do is use the verb tener, and after it, add the word que, and then the verb estudiar in the infinitive, in order to express the obligation of studying. So we can say, Yo tengo que estudiar. I have to study. Right. This is a really common construction. Great, great example. Thanks. But one good example deserves another, Lizzie. Tú tienes que comer menos. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I have to eat less. Es un ejemplo nomás, Alan, tranquilo. Oh, sure, just an example. You're concerned about the, the spare tire I'm starting to, to develop here on my ways. Well, I figured if we're talking about traffic, I'm permitted to have a spare tire, Lizzie. So, hey, look, in the conversation, the police officer says to Javier, tenemos que ir a la comisaría para resolver el asunto. We've got to go down to the station to resolve this matter. Right. So here we see tenemos que ir. We have to go or we've got to go. Let's go a step further. Sure. How about an example in the imperfect tense? Tenía que ir. So here, I have becomes I had to. That's right. How about another example? Let's say in the first person plural of the imperfect. Teníamos que regresar temprano. We had to come back early. Now we're just about out of time, but this is the perfect moment to offer just one more example, an expression that you can always use when you need to leave. What's that? Well, in English, we often say, I've got to go. And in Spanish, Me tengo que ir. Thanks for another great lesson, Alan. Hey, Lizzie, it was a pleasure. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Ya nos vemos. Ciao.
Documento, por favor. Aquí tiene. ¿Usted sabe cuál es el límite de velocidad en esta carretera? Disculpe, oficial. Es de 50 kilómetros por hora. Entonces, ¿por qué cree usted que puede conducir a 70 kilómetros por hora? Es que el lindo paisaje de estas partes me distrajo. Bueno, señor, parece que tenemos que ir a la comisaría para resolver el asunto.